Lord God of mercy, have mercy on us and on our weakness, for sometimes we are like Thomas, bound to our senses, demanding to see. Help us not to be like doubting Thomas, full of hesitation, so hard to convince. Please come and pass through our doors. We lock them tightly. We sometimes shut out stranger and you. We have not seen, but enable us to see with the eyes of love and the vision of faith. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Those who welcomed the message of Peter were baptized, and many were added to the community. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the good will of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A birth into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be real, revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith being more precious than gold that, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, 
you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the, so the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. The story I'm about to tell you comes from Ireland. It's about a, a young preacher who was assigned to this new uh, church, and uh, in this community it was customary that people would bring dogs to their Sunday services to have someone they allowed to worship with them. So there was this gentleman in the front row with his dog, and the young preacher stood in front of the congregation, and when he saw the dog, he said to the, to the gentleman, I'm not going to preach my sermon uh, to, to a dog, uh, please take it out of here. So the gentleman, dutifully obliged, took the dog out, uh, came back, and listened to the rest of the sermon. And then after the, after the service was over, the members of the congregation said to the young clergyman, you made a big mistake. This, this gentleman is a very respected member, very prominent member of, of our church community, of our entire community. So, of course, hearing that, he went to the, to the guy to apologize to him. And as he did that, the man said to him, Don't you apologize, young man. 
There is no need for it. I wouldn't have had my dog to listen to that sermon for anything. <laughs> Sometimes we may feel the same way. <laughs> so I'm glad nobody got up and started. <laughs> we have heard many sermons. Of course, Jesus preached many sermons. And when people heard him, they were mesmerized. They were amazed because nobody had spoken the way he, he spoke, of course. So today we, we are uh, invited to reflect on how God bestows his mercy on us. Uh, this Sunday is called Divine Mercy Sunday. Why? Because we see that's exactly how Jesus treated Thomas, who had doubts. He didn't kick him out. He didn't say, you can't be my follower anymore. No, he bestowed divine mercy on him because just a week earlier he said that the, the early community of Christians and every Christian should forgive Forgive sins, he said, of one another. Don't retain them. So we heard today that the early church, of course, was uh, a mixture of, of feelings of both, of joy and also of fear, what was going to happen to them if they follow Jesus. We heard in the first reading how courageously they were able to translate the power of the resurrection that they shared. They got together for prayer. They, they received the Eucharist. They broke bread, as we heard. Those are two very important aspects. They gathered as a community to pray and to share what God has blessed them with. So that reminds us, of course, how important it is for us to be together. Thomas missed out on Jesus of experiencing resurrected Christ because he was not with the community. He was missing. And, of course, we know that he doubted that Jesus was truly risen. So... St. Peter in the second reading today remind, reminded us what we need to do with the, with the blessings we have received and how we need to translate them into the way we live. He said that God has given us hope, living hope, through the resurrection of his son. A living hope. So the early church translated that hope into transforming the world around them. They shared, they had everything in common. Now, Sometimes we hear in the Bible, especially in the Acts, that there was no needy person among them. Can you imagine a world like that? Not a needy person among them. Now, sometimes those statements are not the actual reality, but an I the ideal that they sought to achieve, that they would live in such a way that there would be no needy person among them. And of course, in some instances, they, they accomplished that. Therefore, as we heard, every day, New people were coming in. God added to their numbers because of the way they lived. So yes, they preached sermons. They preached, especially Peter, Paul, of course, untiringly. But each one of them was a walking sermon in a sense. And that's what each one of us can be. Because look, I can stand here and of course, it is my vocation to preach sermons or homilies, but I can never go to the places where you go your workplaces, your neighborhoods. You can deliver many other better sermons that I will ever deliver in those places. That's what God is counting on you to do. That's what the early Christians did. And God added to their numbers because they were walking sermons. They told about the light of Christ. And, of course, people could see in them the risen Christ. So, yes, Thomas, in the Gospel reading, missed out on the opportunity makes you wonder, how was that whole week when he knew all my friends believe that Jesus is risen and I do not? 
Now we know that, of course, a week later, when Jesus again came through the locked doors, he went to Thomas and said, look, put your hand, put your fingers into the nail marks, put your hand into my side. If that's what it takes, do it. He didn't want to lose him to his doubts. What are our doubts today? What do we doubt about? The difference we can make as Christians? The courage that we, we, we must show? Will it make a difference? Or many other things. Jesus is, is, wants us to allow him to walk through those locked doors, of doors, doors of doubt. So we don't have doubts, but we are people of a living hope through the resurrection of his son. So again, it's a reminder how to live, how to conduct our lives. Thomas, of course, was told by Jesus, you have come to believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. We are those who have not seen Jesus the same way the apostles did. We don't know what Jesus looked like. Was he tall? Was he short? What color was his hair or his eyes? But do we not see Jesus in one another when we show love, compassion, when we forgive? Of course we do. Do we not see Jesus in the Word, in the Eucharist, in the stories, the parables that he told us, the miracles that he performed? Yes, we do. And then, of course, we can be those sermons. We can be those, those people who are now writing the new deeds of the Acts of the Apostles. Because remember, the Gospel ended by John writing, Now, Jesus did many other things that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe, and that through this belief in him you may have eternal life. So we are still continuing to write the new deeds of, of Jesus. Through us, he's writing them. So let us, let us be thankful, let us be grateful for the, the fact that Jesus can be seen in us. Will people encounter the risen Christ in us today, tomorrow? As I said, the places where you go, you can do so much, each one of us. Each one of us can be not doubting Thomas, but believing Thomas, because we know there are times when we feel like doubting, but there are also times when we feel like, like believing more and more. So let us remember that, yes, for Thomas, seeing was believing, but it must be more that believing means seeing, seeing with Christ's eyes, with, with his eyes, with his attitudes. So let us be, let us be proud of what, what Jesus shares with us. Let us put it in, into practice, because we know what the difference will make. And let us remember, why is this Sunday called Divine Mercy? How did Jesus treat Thomas? with divine mercy. And what did it accomplish in him? Conversion. Not doubts. Doubts were dispersed, replaced with deep faith, to the point that he died for him eventually. So let us live for Jesus, so we can then live with him in eternity and, and celebrate his resurrection that is always such a great, precious gift. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.